Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Rock on, Amy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to Ho Yeah Podcast. Uh, rock on, Amy. Rock on, Jackie. Rock on oh. to all you cool cats out there. God, I hate, <laughs> I hate when people say rock on. I know. <laughs> Was it ever cool? It reminds me of Rock of Love. Isn't that what he would say to each lady when he picked them <laughs> off? Like... <laughs> I don't know. Could, could you imagine? Oh, oh my God, Jackie. We used to watch Rock of Love together, right? Like we would always have, was that my brother's house? We would have like a big watch party together. Maybe not. Maybe not. But <laughs> I definitely watched it. All I, of the seasons. Oh, you know what? You were probably living in St. Augustine at that time. But I'm sure I know we all I talked was about because it. Because I know I was living in St. Augustine when I think it was the third season uh, was on because and that was <laughs> rock of love tour bus or something where they oh. were on a bus oh. <laughs> traveling around the u.s and they came to saint augustine while i was going to college there so. <laughs> you lucky duck did you get to see brett michaels i was so i didn't but i was so close oh. to being mrs Brettley <laughs> michaels mrs poison <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget at the end of each episode when he find like after the one girl was gone, they would like shotgun or slam a beer like his <laughs> congratulations, ladies, <laughs> you you made it on to the next round. But my favorite part was just like all of the women on that show looked so incredibly like like they were clearly all ex strippers and I loved it. I loved every second of that. I'm like, yes, this is exactly, this is the life I want to lead. <laughs> I know every single one of them just, I, I don't know like how you get a wardrobe like this. I mean, <laughs> I, I know how you would get it. Like, I mean, you could get these outfits anywhere on the internet. Spencer's. But like, I could never pull them off. Just purely latex. Yep. Like with cutouts that only like go skirts that only fall down to just above your like pussy line. <laughs> no underwear. Maybe a little bit of a lip slip. Uh, <laughs> you lips. never know. <laughs> lip slip is part of the ensemble. <laughs> yes, yes. I want to look real sexy, so I'm going to have one lip hanging out. Um, <laughs> the right one that's my good one <laughs> and then really like gorgeous gorgeous like tall like clear yes heels maybe with a goldfish in the middle and lots of makeup and big 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 hair everything's neon and leopard yes. and pink and pink leopard print yes <laughs> little tiny jackets that fall just below your armpits <laughs> And they don't like, like the two sides can't meet over your chest, so it has to no. stay open. 
Yes, yes, of course, of course. We should Look, watch that show again. We should watch that show again and then just review it and just have a great time. I do think that there is a podcast out there that does that. I think it's called Pod of Love or Podcast. <sighs> Let me be your pod of love. So we might have to like check that out and actually see if we could be on that show. <laughs> We're like, we haven't recorded in 10 years. Why would you? <laughs> Brett Michaels is dead. <laughs> We're not going to get back into He's not dead. He's not dead, everyone. <laughs> no, he is dead. Let's put it out there. <laughs> he said he's dead. All right, Brett Michaels. His, uh, his career is dead, essentially, but it sure is. I, I would like to watch. I wish I could watch the show, but without him in it. I wish there was <laughs> just a show just about the ladies. True, but God, he just. He was so good at being so gross. <laughs> I, and I still, to this day, my brother and I still say to each other, duly noted, duly noted. And he would <laughs> he say, say that? that. Oh, he would say it all the fucking time. Like anytime somebody made a point or said anything that he wasn't listening to, he duly noted, duly, duly noted. noted. <laughs> yeah. No, right. Yeah. Rock on. Duly noted. <laughs> Well, yes. welcome to the episode, Amy. Uh, yes, welcome to the episode, Jackie. <laughs> Whenever we get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, here's, here's something I want to say. I want to talk about how, like, how amazing all of you are because we got some emails and Instagram messages and Facebook messages and just people reaching out saying that, like, the last episode um, – like touch them in some way. I mean, that sounds kind of lame. I don't want to like make it sound like it was a big deal, but I mean, people felt heard and seen just from like us talking about like the whole body positivity thing and fat shaming and all of that. And people seemed to really appreciate it. And that really warmed my heart because mm-hmm. as I had said in the episode, and I even said to Jackie, like, I was nervous about it and putting it out. I was feeling vulnerable. So to know that it, like, it actually resonated with some people, that means a lot to me. So it's like, it wasn't all in vain, you know? No, it's I, it's always worth being vulnerable because I think it just, it's hard to do, but it just makes you more of a three-dimensional person, somebody that other people feel comfortable with and safe with and you know, even if they can't relate to you, you know, everyone has struggles that they go through and seeing someone else be open about stuff that they've dealt with just makes you feel less alone in your struggles and makes you feel safe talking about it with that person, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you, they, they're, they become more of a real person. They, they get it, you know, as opposed to someone who is, trying to maybe hide struggles or shame and you know yeah yeah absolutely I mean I'm not just hilarious and beautiful and sexy I also am complex (laughs) no no but you're right I agree with you I think that it does like you know just anybody who feels like you're being represented like that's an important thing representation is important uh in any kind of form and feeling seen and heard even if it's not your story is important, you know, just for me, like with the people that have inspired me, Lizzo, Tess Holiday, you know, Ashley Graham, all these people, like, it's important to see that. So I, I really do appreciate the the feedback. 
that we've gotten for it and the, you know, the love that we got for it. And, you know, Jackie, you too, there was even this wonderful email just even saying thank you to Jackie for being such an ally, which I agree with, you know. Uh, So just thank you everyone who reached out to us. We were so touched. Well, also, you know, as an ally, I want to say thank you to you, Amy, and thank you to the people that did email us and talked about their experiences and we're vulnerable, you know, as an ally, I, of course, support you and and just want to, the thing is, I don't, it's an experience that I don't go through. So I really appreciate being educated on it. Well, just being an open ear and being someone to, you know, you being someone who can understand, even if you haven't been through it, you empathy, right? Like, that's the biggest thing, you know, that's the biggest thing with being an ally is like, giving some like allowing someone different from you to have the space to talk about something that you might not go through, but you can empathize with them. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate that. I also just wanted to say real quick, I was listening back to the episode and of course we spent a a good amount of time talking about, you know, uh, the experience of not maybe living up to our parents' expectations or feeling oppressed by our parents' expectations or the experience experience of being impacted by generational trauma. And I know that I mentioned, I think a lot of the discussion, at least for me, was coming from a place of, well, parents are doing this. It's coming from a place of caring, even though it's infuriating. And I just wanted to say that um, I think a lot of a lot of parents maybe hurt their children, but they're coming from a place of caring. But I also recognize that there are a lot of parents that maybe do it for more selfish reasons, and a lot of people come from oppressive or even abusive environments. I just wanted to touch on that and say I didn't want to give the impression that, oh, if you're in a an abusive environment or you come from an abusive or extremely oppressive environment, I didn't want to send the message that, oh, it's okay because they care about you. That's that's different and that's not okay and that's bullshit. And so I just wanted to make that point. It's a very good point to make because there is a di- like a difference. There's a distinct difference. And a lot of the times people who are in abusive and oppressive, you know, uh, relationships, family situations, they recognize abuse and oppression as love. And that's not it. So there's, there is a difference. So it's an important like distinction to make. So very good point. Very, very good point, Jackie. Yeah. I just wanted to, I just didn't want anyone to think that we're trying to make excuses for shitty, shitty behavior. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Now, heavy talk out of the way, Jack. Yeah, right. Important. No. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. There's going to be a lot more. We're digging deep all the time, y'all. We do want to talk about our (laughs) incredible patrons. Uh, We have two new patrons that are joining us, and we want to give them our very special thank you shout out. So the first one, we've got Alex N. And the second one, Jonathan T. Ooh, and they're both joining us for the live podcast. I am so excited. 
I'm so excited. Bring your trivia, bring your costumes, wear Mm. a wig. I want to see, uh, just dazzle, dazzle us. Maybe even prepare a choreographed dance. Oh, if you could, if anyone could prepare a choreographed dance, please, Mm -hmm. please do that. Mm -hmm. We're also going to, maybe we'll do a group sing-along of the theme song. Maybe we'll do a group sing-along of listener comments. You know, anything can happen on these live podcasts. It's a party. So, Alex and John, I hope you're ready. You better get ready. Bring your fucking A-game to this, okay? I want you to be thoroughly bathed and (laughs) ready. At least wash your balls in the sink. (laughs) (laughs) If you have them, wash them. (laughs) No dirty balls on our live podcast. Whatever genitals you own, wash them. They better be clean. (laughs) They better be sparkling. We will do inspections. Use lukewarm water and a non-abrasive soap. (laughs) And you will need to douche beforehand as well. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Whichever hole you prefer to douche. Please do it. (laughs) Okay. So now that we've gotten our stipulations out of the way, thank you for joining our Patreon. We are super stoked to have you join us. And I think... This, uh, what is it, January 24th, this January 24th, which I believe once this episode comes out is going to be the very next Sunday, the one coming up. Now that we've talked to our very special patrons, we also have to give a very special shout out to everyone else that we love dearly. Mm-hmm. Just maybe a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a couple uh, shout outs, a, sh- a-, a few shout outs. I-, I need to make up for last week when I... I really didn't have any because I was sick. But we have a couple from iTunes. The first one is by Jade Cooley. And the subject says, them girls ain't right. Hmm. Nothing has ever made me look forward to a Tuesday morning like this podcast. This show is basically a PhD level thesis class on the intricacies of King of the Hill. These ladies take you from the therapy office to the dude ranch in seamless comedic fashion. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you might throw up or poop your pants. <laughs> that that's that's a perfect review. I mean, that I uh, that hits all of the marks. Thank you. Thank you Jade Cooley. That is <laughs> hilarious and when my next uh my next job interview asked me what are my uh what's my my qualifications i'm going to show them your review and be like excuse me i am i have a phd in king of the hill bitch so yeah you should put that under special skills (laughs) comma suck one (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much i love i i mean i really appreciate that because mm-hmm it's nice for people to think that we're a little bit smart, but I also love the reference to Dude Ranch. I know. My next shout out is from Instagram, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Jacqueline underscore Jean underscore. And they said that they were going to check out the, the Headspace app after we recommended it. And then on our newest post, they commented that they did their first 10 minute meditation last night so I just wanted to give them a shout out and 
just say, awesome, go you, you know, I, it's, it's hard to get in again. It's hard to get into meditation It the very idea of it, it sucks. So good for you, mm-hmm. but it really does make you feel amazing. And I will just say again, I mean, you could use Headspace, you could use any other, there are other meditation apps, but if you're stressed out about it, they're guided meditation. So all you have to do is just sit back and let a gentle voice tell you where to go in your mind. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. And they have meditations, you know, that are long, like 30 minutes, an hour or more, but they also have meditations that are only two, three, five minutes. So you don't have to commit a bunch of time. It's, it's can be a nice gentle way to get into meditating and it's just so good for your brain. It makes you feel better. And Mm. so uh, like shout out to Jacqueline Jean. I'm, I'm glad that, that you're giving that a shot and hopefully other people will too. I am going to get back into it. I haven't done it in a few months, so I've started to do that myself. So, and then my last shout out comes from Facebook. A nice journey around the world with my shout outs. But Amy, you started our Facebook group, which mm-hmm. I'm loving because now, as opposed to a, a page, the group allows more people to post and have discussions. And I'm really loving what people are sharing. I saw one today from Caitlin D. And they shared a link to a Tumblr page called Pork Chop Night. Did you see it? Yes. Incredible. It's awesome. It's a a Tumblr page dedicated to food eaten on King of the Hill. And I looked at it and it's, it's totally up to date with our podcast. The latest post was just about um, the episode we're covering today. And it's moderated by a woman named Elizabeth Kate, C-A-T-T-E. She is a public historian. She has a PhD in public history from Middle Tennessee State University and just sounds like an incredibly accomplished woman. She's a writer and (laughs) she also just happens to run this King of the Hill food-themed Tumblr page, which makes it all the more awesome. So check out our Facebook group uh, to find that post by Caitlin D. Thank you again. Um, it has the link to that Tumblr page called Pork Chop Night. And it is just what a what a wonderful thing for someone to do. So I have a few shout outs as well. I know we are well into this, but I don't care. I'm giving out a bunch of shout outs because, God, we've had some amazing, amazing responses just in general uh the last week so okay my first one i'm gonna give out to i hope you suffer podcast for making the very first oh yeah meme oh Oh my god i love that i love that i couldn't even i was like are you fucking kidding me i love this so so smart oh I love it. So excited to see that. Like, God, I loved it. So thank you so much. I hope you suffer podcast for giving us that. It is absolutely gorgeous. So I've got another one. I've got another one from, uh, well, actually I have like two from Instagram. The first one is oil and dust. And they sent us like the first message that we've gotten from them. It was a long message. So I'm going to, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to cut it brief. They had a couple of points. The first one is you guys are goddesses. Oh. Thank, 
Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Um, <laughs> they said the Husky Bobby uh, podcast episode was so sensitively and hilariously done. So again, thank you. And they also said that they will buy us beers or whatever if we do a live podcast wherever they're where they're located. So I will take you up on that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> we will make sure to do that. By the way, that is one of our goals for 2020 is to do a live podcast. So like in-person live podcasts, not just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the live ones that we do on our Patreon, which are incredible, but like live with people in front of us breathing their hot breath into our mouths. I got another one from man and shit. <laughs> Manana shit. Manana. Nan. Mananan shit on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They messaged us uh, just, just Monday. They messaged us, hey, we just started. I just started the podcast. I'm on episode one. I'm liking it so far. Like, oh, hope you really like it. And then like by yesterday, they're like, I'm on episode 17. <laughs> Wait, what? We have 17 episodes already? We have 20. This will be 23. Oh, my God. I still, in my mind, we're still on number eight. <laughs> I know. I know. So they've blasted Whoa. through. They blasted through a bunch of episodes. They also sent us a sick ass picture of their tattoo that is Peggy as a pinup sitting on a boggle, like a boggle casing. And it says, yes. it spells out ho yeah in it. They did it. It's not ho yeah us. They got this tattoo 10 years ago. But um, Sarah, no, it's for us. Maybe? Yeah, I mean, just we're gonna kidding. claim. We're gonna claim that it's for us. So thank you again. Another tattoo just for us. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Can we? Can we? Sh like when people send us their tattoos, can we share them in our stories? I mean, I'm sh I'm sure that they sh they would let us. We just have to ask them. So you know. Yeah. I guess I just have to ask them. People send us send us more of your uh, your tattoos, and uh, I'd love to start sharing that stuff on our stories. You know, just seeing what kind of King of the Hill tattoos people have. Hell yeah! So this one from iTunes, it's from Lox Odin Tra Thrash. Lox Odin Thrash, yes. And the subject says, "Oh friggin' yeah." It says, always love a podcast where two hot toddies talk about my favorite show. <laughs> you gals are one in a million. And then there's like a little lovey emoji. I can't help but have constant FOMO because I wish I could contribute to the conversation. Hold skateboard overhead. Praise them! <laughs> Praise them! <laughs> I love that one. And also, yeah, I know. If you want to be a part of the conversation, then join our Patreon or our Facebook group if you can't afford it. Because our Facebook group is free and we would we are Jackie and I are on there, maybe not as often or as accessible as on our Patreon, but please feel free to join one or the other. All right, so shout outs done, Patreon done. We've you know, it, it is 46 minutes to so 47 minutes into this episode uh at least on our end before it's edited but whatever oh, once you cut out all of the pee breaks i'm sure it'll be like 15 <laughs> very no i'm keeping all of them in you guys can hear me pee i take you with me into the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> you can hear how powerful my stream is okay <laughs> all right so <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready to get into this, Jackie? 
I am. I I can already see the next iTunes review. If you love a podcast that has a powerful piss stream, then you're you're gonna love. Oh yeah. I'm gonna leave that review. <laughs> These ladies are so smart, funny, and insightful, and they pee hard. Five stars. Love it. (laughs) Five golden stars. (laughs) All right, let's get into the episode, the actual episode. Okay. (laughs) So we are, we are talking about the man who shot Kane Skredeberg. Season two, episode seven, air date, November 16, 1997. We open on Hank Dale and Boomhauer checking out Bill's new Japanese leaf blower. And there's a reason why I say Japanese. It's because Hank and everyone talks shit about the fact that it's Japanese. Saying it doesn't work. It only blows away those little bonsai leaves. <laughs> I know. It's not American made. It's not American. <laughs> I know. Right. And, and Bill's like, it's working. And who? <laughs> someone's just like, you're just pushing it with the... The nozzle. Yeah, Dale. I love it. Uh, So as they're, you know, they're cranking this leaf blower, Pops, an elderly neighbor, walks by and yells at them to shut up in true old man fashion. (laughs) Hank and the guys just start making fun of that, for making fun of Pops for being old. Just like, oh, what's what's a rake? You ever hear of that? Oh, yeah, I heard about it in the dang old Smithsonian. (laughs) They think they're being hilarious. I know they're getting a real kick out of it. Yeah, they're just they're just being bullies to this old man, mm-hmm. even though they're grown ass men. <laughs> even though they're old men, they're old men. <laughs> so then we see we see you know as they're still chatting, whatever. Bobby and Joseph come out into the yard. They're seemingly they've recovered from having the chicken pox, although they are very weak, <laughs> just like laying on the grass, wheezing. <laughs> uh, but Hank says, you know, he says to tell them they deserve a treat. You know, like, what do you guys want to do? You deserve a treat for narrowly avoiding death and also apparently sterilization. <laughs> so, I mean, do they know that for sure? That they're yeah. not sterile? I can't even imagine how you would figure that out. How Hank would go about finding out if his son is sterile or not. It's not like they can have them, like, jerk off into a cup. Right. Exactly. So as they're, you know, they're all talking about going to Fun Center, uh, Bobby and Joseph are just saying, we would, we want to go to Fun Center. They have mini golf and all this. Uh, uh, and then they collapse onto the floor. <laughs> as they're talking about this, they hear some terrible punk music playing from just down the road. Hank, acting as block captain, attempts to straighten out the those rascals, which turns out to be Kane Skredeberg and his friends. And it obviously, it goes very badly for Hank. They're just, they're trolling him. They're just like, you know, making fun of him, uh, mocking him with electronics. And (laughs) mocking him with electronics. (laughs) (laughs) So Hank realizing that he's not going to be able to win this one. He he just was like, well, we have something we have to do. We're leaving. So they leave. Shortly thereafter, everyone heads to Fun Center. Uh, There, Hank and his friends, so Dale, Boomhauer, and Bill, they're all there together. They're 
they're hitting, like they're chipping golf balls, you know, using like a driving range or I guess that's what it's called. And they're using the poor ball collector guy as a, as like a target. (laughs) So we have two instances of the guys being bullies already. So like they're, they're bullying like other people. I know. (laughs) So their fun is interrupted when Bobby and Joseph, they're covered, covered in pink paintballs. They come, come over and they're like, these these older guys, they ambushed us. They forced us into a hole and just kept shooting us over and over and over again. And they made us eat dirt. And Hank's just like, who did this? And Bobby excitedly is like, Kane Scrutterberg. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's so excited that he was like mercilessly humiliated by Kane. I know. He's so cool. I know. He's so, he, he's so cool. So uh, Hank goes to confront those guys. He's just like, you know, they're being a bunch of dicks. And he's just like, "What? Are you, how dare you treat these little kids like this? And, of course, again, they just start making fun of Hank. And Hank is just like, you know what? You don't call me, like, a desk jockey. I used to – I'm an ex-high school athlete. <laughs> I played four years of marathon. <laughs> oh, it's my worst nightmare. My, my worst nightmare is to <laughs> – confront teenagers it's why i'll never work in a high school Mm -hmm. it is just so terrifying it to try and you don't speak the same language as a teenager so to try and use the same reasoning tactics doesn't make sense it's terrifying no No, i know and i thought the same thing i was like i i identify with hank only in the sense that like I'm older now and I also want terrible punk music to stop blasting all the time, but I would never, ever try to attempt to talk to teenagers, especially teenage boys and tell them to stop doing something or reason with them because there is no reasoning with teenagers. There just isn't. And with kids, but especially teenagers, power is an illusion. So whenever you see those people that are determined to assert their authority over children you are you're just setting yourself up to get fucked with it right I don't and understand you, it you look like an asshole you, you look, look like, like asshole. a big asshole so yeah. it's just not gonna go well for you and again this does not go well for them so hank is just like oh yeah i challenge you and your little your little buddies to a paintball match bring it on they get their asses handed to them they are they are straight up humiliated by them they all get caught almost immediately then they like like Kane and all of his friends take them out in front of everyone in front of like Hank's peers so it's like these older guys hanging out on the the chipping course or whatever it's called the driving range and so they're like oh hey Hank and he's like hey pay attention to something else and they just like execute them essentially and they then make them get on their knees in front of everyone at the driving range and then yep. one by one yeah one by one shoot shoot them all once but hank gets like full blasted because he's the most outspoken one so they are humiliated and they are there it leads to you know you see hank he's having nightmares about getting shot the guys, they like, they're trying to like talk to each other and have a beer and they're all like jumpy and fighting with each other. They're having some mild traumatic experience. Yeah. And then, so we got into the evening and you see Hank, he's, he's not even wearing his reading glasses because he apparently to him, only old people use glasses to read, you know? 
uh, finally, Peggy's looking at him. She's giving uh, Hank, I am giving you a look. So he finally puts on his glasses and she's just like, what the hell? What, what's going on? But then he looks down at her big, beautiful, giant feet. And he sees that she's painting them the same similar color to the one that they got attacked with. And he starts to have like this fucking nom flashback <laughs> of them like running from these gigantic teenagers getting shot with huge paintballs and everybody's laughing and they've got like these massive jaws and big teeth and they look like donkeys just like walk, 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 just cracking up, making fun of them and loving they're big and he's small and mm-hmm. he can't outrun them. Can't outrun them. So, you know, Peggy, she's like, Hank, what the hell is going on? And he's just like, you know, oh, God, it was just humiliating. I can't even like sleep, blah, blah. And she gives him this like inspirational speech. Also slightly embarrassing because she mentions his narrow urethra. I, so- I, wrote, the, I wrote the whole speech down. May I read it? absolutely <laughs> yeah well she's just like what what is he he says something like oh <clears throat> peggy maybe you could talk to them yeah something and yes. she was just like hank have you forgotten who you are you are hank freaking hill the man who won the texas propane association blue flame of valor award the man who drove raccoon after raccoon out of our attic armed only with a broom handle and a pillowcase and the man whose sperm struggled through that tiny urethra God cursed you with to create our wonderful son. Now you go back out there and get yourself a rematch. And she says says something else after that, just about like, I think he's like, you You can do anything. Yeah. She's like, there are a bunch of raccoons that would agree that you could do anything. I don't know. I love that part. (laughs) Right. And then, so I know I love that speech. And then, you know, so she gives him this like impassioned speech and she's like, you can do anything. And Hank's like, or anything. And then they have like the sick fuck sesh. (laughs) Since Bobby running for cover, they're just plowing so hard. So this really emboldens Hank, like getting that sweet, sweet, poon getting a sick <laughs> jackie looks disgusted no i know a- it's like it's a it's flashing back to like <laughs> the christmas episode but yeah bobby <laughs> hears them doing it and he's just like dad the raccoons are back <laughs> and he takes <laughs> off his pillowcase and just like runs out of his room <laughs> the only thing uh, that's going on only attic that's being invaded is peggy's vagina and you and i you and I know very well how horrifying the sound of raccoons in your attic is. I know. And we've talked about this a couple times, but I thought, oh my God, <laughs> that is really brave of Hank because it sounds like you're going to get murdered when there's raccoons in your attic. Yeah. I don't know what they do up there, but it does sound like they're screaming and torturing each other or some animal it, it's horrifying and i guess that's what hank and peggy sound like when they make love <laughs> just just like back and forth scurrying and running and just a lot of like <laughs> they get real primal with it they just go back to their base instinct <laughs> They're so repressed. This is where they let it out. Yeah, this is where they let it out. Like, everybody's getting bit and rabied, and, like, it's 
they're just like running back and forth around the room and under the bed and like knocking stuff over and just scratching. And then Hank mounts Peggy for about two seconds and then they're done. (laughs) (laughs) So after Peggy gives Hank the business, he's, he's rare and ready to go. He's feeling macho. He's feeling fucking, he's ready to like take some revenge so he he talks to the guys and he's just like, come on, we got to we got to redeem ourselves here. You know, let's let's get back out there. Let's tell him what's up. So all the guys are like impassioned by Hank's like speech and they're like, hell yeah, let's do this. Let's go. So they go over to Kane Scredeberg's house where, again, they're jamming. They're shredding. <laughs> And they're just like, oh, next, you know, next Sunday or tomorrow, whatever, you're, it's on, be there, or you're a big baby loser. And Kane's like, well, I can't, my car's broken. So then they fix his car, <laughs> which I love. They fix his car. And then he's like, once again, <laughs> tomorrow, noon, be there, or you're a big baby. Yeah. Then we see. They just drive back and they have been annihilated once more. They get their asses handed to them again. And this time they're not so, you know, they're not so traumatized more as just like they've been beaten down now. You know, they're hanging out with pops. It's they're not just as much like, of a, a shock now. Now it's they've had time to accept that. Exactly. They have accepted that they're old and that they, you know, they got their asses handed to them a second time. And they're willing to, like, they're ready to settle into just being old guys drinking beer outside. And Kane and his buddies come back like a bunch of assholes and pop Bill with a straight headshot. They, like, (laughs) get Bill right in the head with a paintball. Yeah, they drive by and one of them's just hanging off the Jeep. And they they just shoot him in the head. And it's... Mm. It's it's such an interesting part because and that they get to the end of the street. Is that what you're going to say? They get to the end of the street, turn around and then come back and like shoot him again. Yeah. And then after they're like, what the hell do they want? You know, we admitted we're old. We lost. What is what? And Pops is just like, shake your fist at them. They won't come back. That's almost as if it's a signal to be like, please come back. I'd like some more. So then they come back and shoot Bill again. <laughs> yeah. And. At this point, they're like, dude, you said he wasn't going to come back. They weren't going to come back. He's like, well, if I could understand teenagers, then, you know, maybe I wouldn't get, I don't know, something. He's, I don't know what that guy says. But it come, Hank comes up with the idea of like, wait a second. We need to understand them. We need to get into their minds and beat them at their own game by understanding teenagers. <sighs> Which sounds like just a nightmare, but they're determined. It's impossible. It is. They do a good job, though. So, you know, Hank comes up, they come up with this plan and they go out, Hank and the guys, they they observe teenagers in their natural element and just like come up with this really great plan of attack. They go to the Arlen Fun Center and they're like, we knew you'd be here because it's a fucking school day and you wouldn't be in school. So (laughs) challenge them to another match. Third time's the charm is what they're thinking. And they're like, all right, let's do it. And he's like, let's make it fun. You're going to get Bill's leaf blower if you win, or we get your amplifier if we win. So they all agree. During the game, the men utilize their observations of the teenagers that they've uh, they've used, and they uh, strike back using these unique tactics. 
They use Bill as bait. (laughs) (laughs) They use a recording of Luann to distract a guy. And they also use some like clever little uh, misdirection, some, some disguise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually only two players remain Hank and Kane. Hank disguises himself as the ball collector and uh, Kane, he doesn't know what he's doing. He comes up and he's like, hey, you see some like old fat guy running away? And Hank's like, in the most distinct Hank voice. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, yeah, I saw him running over that way to cover his tracks. And he's like, all right, cool. So Kane turns around and Hank is just like, oh, and by the way, young fella, boom, takes off the takes off his headpiece, his helmet. And he's like, you lose. Boom. Oh, shoots that motherfucker gets him chest shot one right in the bread maker it's like one of those slow motion like you lose and he gets hit like and then like a bunch of birds take off from a tree and it cuts to bobby and he's like eating ice cream and he's just like joseph got more ice cream than me and then it cuts back to hank (laughs) and you see kane fall to the ground yep and it's sweet sweet victory for those old, those old dudes. After Kane, he's done, he's out. Clearly, they win his amplifier. So the next day, you see them. The guys are trying to play. It sounds like shit because they don't have an amp. So Hank and the guys, like, to top it off, just to add insult to injury, which I love, they leave a flaming bag of dog shit outside of Kane's uh, garage. And he comes out and he starts stomping it out. And... They're all with Pops looking in the thing. And he's like, oh, is he stopping it? And they're like, oh, he's stomping it real good. And Pops goes, and it's full of duties, right? And he's like, it sure is, Pops. It sure is. <laughs> and end scene. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Well done, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, fun episode. We talk about ageism a little bit in here. Uh, we've got some terrifying teenagers. I mean, a group of teenage boys might be the most scary thing that I can think of. Uh, yes. Yes. <sighs> All teenagers too. I mean, it's yeah. it's hard to choose, but it is interesting to have this episode follow our last one where the topic of bullying came up and, you know, Hank, we learn a little bit more about what Hank was like as a teenager and how he was kind of a bully yes and it's interesting to see an episode where the guys lose that first paintball match it is a total shock to them it never occurred to them that they're they're not even old but it never occurred to them that they're maybe older or not cool or out of touch or not as quick as they used to be it's a complete shock and it really I think challenges how they view themselves we also see Hank being bullied and mm-hmm. having to confront that. And yeah, I feel there are so many, like, of course, throughout the episode, there are so many times where I'm like, this is so unfair. I feel bad for Hank. But coming off of the last episode, I don't feel as bad as I normally do. It's, it's right. you know, yeah, he probably used to be like Kane just a little bit and you know he definitely followed the rules but Mm -hmm. he's not not as much of a a rebel but you know he he did that to other people absolutely so in the episode 
you know, they're at the fun center and it's, I think it's right after Bobby and Joseph get like, you know, annihilated by Kane and he comes up to him and he's just like, he says something like, it's the whole scene where he calls, Kane calls Hank a desk jockey and he was like, desk jockey, I'll have you know, I did four years in high school, blah, blah. He's like, I used to hold uh, boys, like guys like you over the toilet in the men's room. So like, I was a bully. I was a bully. I was giving guys swirlies further evidence that of his bullying yeah that's true i forgot about that right so it's just like the bull bullier is now the bully Mm -hmm. and we we do get to see a little example of how bullying maybe doesn't affect bobby as much too kind of kind of what hank says later on about how bobby's like mud you can't break him down you can't build him up but bobby straight up gets bullied in this episode and he you know he's a little bit like oh that sucked but he's also just like how awesome like he's able to look at the quote-unquote positive side of it but it was Kane how awesome is that you know it's like not impacting him you know I know yes yes absolutely and then so like on that note not only do we have Bobby he's like oh it was Kane's Greteberg shortly after like Hank if anybody's if my dad were to get their ass handed by a bunch of teenagers I would be so upset and Mm. I would feel bad for them Bobby doesn't fucking care he doesn't even realize he doesn't care then he tries to get he wants to have a rat tail like Kane (laughs) (laughs) so Bobby just he he you can't really bully him you just can't but Hank clearly is being bullied and he cannot handle it yeah it's i mean it sucks to be bullied and it sucks to be made fun of and humiliated no matter what age you are but bobby is one of those guys he just he's he can he can bounce back no problem yeah well i one of the one of my favorite quotes from the episode is from hank's first interaction with kane when they go over to kane's house because they're making all that noise because of their terrible band and Hank, I think, asks to speak with Kane's father. And Kane's just like, my dad's dead. And he's just like, oh, well, my condolences. Well, could I speak to your mother? And Kane's like, my mom's in jail for killing my dad. <laughs> and then my favorite quote is uh, Hank. He's just like, oh, I get it. You're joking. Well, I've got a sense of humor. I laugh at Tony Danza. I know. I I know that made me laugh so hard, but like even the whole quote, the like the end part kills me because it's so hangy. He's like, of course, if you aren't joking, I feel bad and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, like Hank's adjusting his glasses, like really in a really nerdy manner. And it's just like, oh my God, Hank, you look like such a dweeb. Such a <laughs> dweeb. And I, it's just that Tony Danza line it was one of those moments where there, of course the writing is so good on this show, but mm. it was one of those moments where of all the things to reference, <laughs> Tony Danza is just so perfect in a way I can't even fully describe. It's like <laughs> at this point, it's so outdated and it's also so nerdy and the writers for them to have Hank reference Tony Danza is so brilliant. Chef's I, kiss. Brilliant. Yes, Chef's kiss. Mwah. I know I was like Tony Danza hasn't been relevant for at least 10 years (laughs) from that line I was trying to think at one point he definitely briefly 
I'm pretty sure, had his own daytime talk show. It might have been after this, but really his time was in the 70s and 80s. So, <laughs> and it's not even like, it's not even like he was a comedian. He was a, a, a comedic actor. <laughs> yeah, the Tony Danza show started in 2004. So, <laughs> I know, I love, I love that quote so much. It it made me laugh so hard, especially the end. Of course, if you aren't joking, I feel bad and apologize. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's ever been a time, I'm sure there must have been, if there's ever been a time where Hank has just been ironically sarcastic or something. He's just so, he just doesn't really have that bone in his body to like play along with something. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know, to like go along with a joke or to, he's just so serious. I'm sure there are examples of it, but. I don't think he recognizes sarcasm. I think he's one of those guys who takes everything literally. <laughs> so I don't think he understands sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> It maybe maybe we'll see it in later episodes, but I don't think we've seen it at all. Like I don't think we've ever seen him say something sarcastic. I know. I'm trying to think. I, even if he did recognize sarcasm, it's not like he would even have enough of a sense of humor to be like, "Oh yeah, right, ha ha ha." Instead, he would be like, "That's not true." <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of other things. I loved the dream sequence, Hank's nightmare. It reminded me a lot of. Bobby's boy girl party episode nightmare. I I love how they do dreams on here. It's like an acid trip. Um, there, I think the first time they get back from the the paintball or uh, what is it? Funland? What is it? Fun Center. Fun Center. Um, when they lose the first paintball match, they pull up in Hank's driveway, get out of the truck, and Boomhauer immediately takes off all of his clothes and heads to his house, and he's just wearing a tiger-striped G-string. <laughs> I, I love it. I love um, it. And then uh, the only other note, I mean, there are a lot of parts, but the only other note I made was that I was excited for another Buckley sighting. Me too. I wrote that too. I just wrote, Buckley! Buckley! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love. We haven't seen Buckley in a while, so it was good to see him again. I know he's he. I know we mentioned it last episode, but he's he's going to be coming back, so that's going to be great. Yeah, I know. I love that you mentioned the Boomhauer taking off his shirt and pants because in the like, <laughs> which is just great. They like. I think Dale or Bill also take off their shirt, like just walking to their house, like they're <laughs> just all derobing as they're walking home <laughs> instead of just waiting. Instead of just waiting to get home. Boomer just like rips off all of his clothes <laughs> and in the very beginning we also see him he's just shirtless hanging out with them like he's already got his shirt off like while they're messing with the blower his <laughs> 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 shirt off hanging out oh, um merch idea tiger striped g-strings but it, they only come in extra small yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love that and instead of there being a front and a back it's just but both sides are backs <laughs> or and then on like on the top like on the on the the fupa part it just says dangle dangle <laughs> it's embroidered dangle <laughs> and it's just a string on both sides so like one side goes into the crack and the other side like you have to choose will it go to the left the right or in the middle crevice i love it let us know if you would buy that 
or if you want to design it <laughs> oh my god please send us a design of a tiger print g-string that says dangle on it <laughs> So I've got a couple, of course. I have quite a few. Um, I loved when, uh, in the very opening scene, when they're making fun of Pops and he's walking around, like, way all pissed off, and Dale just says, keep watching Touched by an Angel. Yes! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that show was always lame. Always did you, stupid. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it with that oh one God. guy with the face. That guy had that face. I watched it. I, there was, well, let's see, fifth part, fourth and no, fifth and part of sixth grade. My mom put me in a Catholic school. And so I made, I made like, I met some really nice girls. There was this one girl who was my friend and I would have sleepovers at her house, but we always watched Touched by an Angel at her house. I like, when I think of her house I think of that show and also in her bedroom she had one poster and it was of Jonathan Taylor Thomas sitting on a Mm. stool looking dead at the camera with like (laughs) a denim blue backdrop (laughs) and whenever I would change into my pajamas I would go into the corner so it couldn't look at me But that's what I think of when I think of Touched by an Angel. I actually don't remember anything about the show except for that brunette lady with the bangs. That's right. I remember the dad. I don't no, remember. No, I'm thinking dad. Nope, I'm thinking of Seventh Heaven and I also never <laughs> watched that. I, never I also watched never that. watched that. No. So, I don't I have nothing. I have no no idea what uh Touched by an Angel was. It sounds I... it sounds dirty though. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly and I don't really remember any of it, Every episode was just like that. There were, I think, three, two or three main people the brunette lady I mentioned, and maybe two other people. And every episode, maybe there were different people that they interacted with that were struggling in some way and somehow were able to overcome it. And only at the end of the episode, the people that were angels would be like, Guess what? I'm an angel. I was helping you the whole time or something like that <laughs> and everyone was just like oh my god I guess that's real <laughs> wow, wow I'm shocked for the 800th episode of this happening <laughs> 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 and I love um when they're talking about going to the fun center and Joseph's like they have go-karts and and a golf range and paintball blah, blah, blah. and then Bobby just says I like their blood pressure machine <laughs> <laughs> I love, okay, so we haven't had like a good Nancy, uh, John Redcorn, Dale kind of comment. Like we saw recently oh. in the in the Bass episode, we see John Redcorn with Nancy, but we haven't really heard anything. But there was like two times where yes. uh, Dale, right in the beginning, he says he says about like, oh, well, my boy better not be sterile. I need, uh, I'm, certain plans of mine acquire a, uh, require additional gribbles. So. Yeah, he's like, I need my, lo- my like, my jeans uh, to pass what, on, pass on or something, something yeah. like that. And then he also says, uh, about like Kane's music. He's like, that noise has been giving Nancy headaches all week. Then her back broke out and scratch marks. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody does like a quick side glance at him. Like, uh, okay, we're not going to respond to that. <laughs> that was, I thought of that one listener who suggested, Oh, do shots every time. 
Dale says something, you know, ironically oblivious about, <laughs> you know, uh, That's a great idea. Joseph not being his son. But I thought, oh, in this instance, this would have been an episode where we would have gotten fucked over a little bit because that was like kind of back to back a little bit. <laughs> I know it would immediately would have been hammered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I will say that Kane's uh, sassy response back to Hank is they're pretty good. And there's one where, you know, what I had mentioned earlier where Hank was like, I used to hold guys over you uh, over the toilet in the men's room. And Kane just says, I don't care how many guys you held in the men's room. Yeah. <laughs> he just hits, hits Hank back just immediately. I know. Hank is just <laughs> because he's trying so hard. He's he ends up just throwing all these softballs to Kane and Kane does not miss a beat. He hits everyone. He gets all of them. And I love, uh, I you know, Bill in these early episodes are, he's so good. To, like, I love Bill, like, in these earlier episodes. He's just, <laughs> so when they're all having, like, their, like, their, you know, trauma reactions and they're all fighting and yelling at each other and Hank says, I'm like, oh, what a great way to teach your, or, like, treat your friends, Bill. And Bill's like, some friends you are when my left when my wife left me because I was lazy and dependent. Did any of you bother to find me a new one? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it's like the second second time that they're trying to like go fight the guys. <laughs> Hank's like talking to them. He's like, come on, don't you think we should fight back? And Bill's like, Yeah, yeah, we should fight. We fight back a lot and hard too. Like <laughs> it's just, it's just, making sounds <laughs> just, i know doesn't uh, um doesn't dale say something around that time too where hank's like should we dole out a, like a little justice and bill's just like yeah and then and then dale's just like yeah very little <laughs> so, so yeah that's like right the first time where they're just like how dare you shoot up our sons like this and hank's like should we show these guys a little respect and yes and dale just goes very little <laughs> <laughs> And there's another Dale quote that I love where he goes, he goes to Hank, he's like, rematch. I thought we agreed to never discuss the horrors we witnessed on the killing fields of Fun Center. (laughs) (laughs) Another nom reference. (laughs) So those are some of my, I mean, of course I've got a lot more, but you know, just so many good ones in there. And, oh, and I will say, Jackie, I don't know if you noticed this. But when they are at the Fun Center originally for the very first time, Peggy and Luann are playing a game that's Chuck Norris themed. No, what? Yes, it's like a it's like a fighting um, Mortal Kombat style game, and it's Chuck Norris like Kick Fest or something. Hey, finally a, a, a Walker Texas Ranger tie-in. That's right. Damn, I forgot about those we haven't seen any in a while in a, in a while i know i saw that i was like oh shit chuck norris that guy sucks but it's a yeah. walker texas ranger yeah. reference so awesome <laughs> <laughs> jackie so we gotta get into listener comments uh we did get some submissions so thank you everyone our desperate begging has worked thank you uh, <laughs> really good ones too i'm i'm yes. so pleased thank you so this first one uh comes from Jessica C. And it's a video, which I wish you guys could see it. So hopefully I'm going to be able to get like, uh, I can get just the audio off of it. But if you remember in our last episode, my lovely Harriet did our listener comment song. And so they sent us the movie of their cat, Alfred. 
singing the listener comment song and just just you wait you ready see it but I like how she zooms in on his face oh, oh. so wonderful thank you for that listener comment song thank you so much alfred and uh jessica that was incredible i love it please send in your listener comment songs we we got um a couple this week thank god so so we're you know held over for the next like i don't know a couple weeks but i mean here we are you could send in anything <laughs> clearly play it. I mean, this is a great example of that and how unique and creative. I love it. Love it. I know. So good. Oh, love it. All right. So with that amazing opening, we're going to get into listener comments. Wait, did I say to send your comments to hello at hoyapod.com? No, you didn't. Send them there. That's all. Oh. <laughs> Hello at hoyapod.com. All right, cool. I mean, I can't even tell you. There's two things that are definitely people's favorites. So uh, we've got Tim John. We've got Some Tribe. We've got Tatum Schmidt. T. Adam Schmidt. We've got Dino Mike 616 and Josh Pinkman. And they all just say, Fun Center, Fun Center, Fun Center. <laughs> and then the second one, which yep. do you, you see it, Jackie? You go I, ahead. You do well, this. let me um let's see. Scum saves. Awesome name. Hello, I am Martin. Howdy.comrade. Galvanizer24. Auto defate. Flex Brohas. Jen underscore 8609. And Tyler the Trout Master. I laugh at Tony Danza. <laughs> we also have one another one that's got a couple of people so we got drucifer 2a we've got blasquez blasquez and will jonesy all said i don't care how many men you've held in the men's room <laughs> hello friends i'm bob dole <laughs> that's a great name <laughs> Poo poo kachu, get out of here with that toilet humor. It's not it's not allowed here. <laughs> Becca underscore Thunderdome. Incredible, incredible name. Becca underscore Thunderdome. Amazing. <laughs> um, quote by Luann. Wow, this is a really good Xerox of you. <laughs> when Kane's handing out flyers for his show. Yes, I love it. I love that. Oh, okay. Um Thunder, Thunder Muffin, don't you cuss at me, Jimmy Dean. Pops. <laughs> I'll sick my dog on you. Uh, Mozzie C137 and the Kevin Reynolds. They made us eat leaves. <laughs> we got our, uh, of course, wrong episode quote by underscore <laughs> K dot damn. Dusty old bones full of green dust. Ah, <laughs> uh, and you know what? It works great because that kid was also bullying Hank. But I, God, just that, just that sentence just 
makes me so mad. <laughs> that, that that kid pissed me off. I didn't like think of him during this episode. Kid it makes sucks. me want to slap a kid every time I hear that. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what Joel Youngblood 17 is talking about. Do you know, Jackie? It just says beep, beep, beep. <laughs> but it's in quotes, so it must be from the episode, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I love the idea of people submitting super obscure quotes, not even the best <laughs> ones, and just seeing if we could figure it out. Uh, either you're wrong, or that's a really good uh, deep cut quote. I'll say that they're wrong. I'm just going to say they're wrong. <laughs> let us know if <laughs> let us know if we're wrong. Joel Joel Young Blood Seventeen. Yeah, and uh, I hope you suffer podcasts. Who wants a cold one? You want a cold one? I've got some cold ones here. They're cold. (laughs) (laughs) This is when they're all having their freak out. And then Hank, (laughs) another one of my favorite quotes that I didn't get to, but Hank says, "Um, that sure is cold, all right. Maybe I should have brought mittens. (laughs) 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 And then uh, Dale is just like, (laughs) 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 yeah. How long are we going to keep up this charade? (laughs) Char King Imperialism. um, Oh, wow. Good name. Yes. The Char King Imperial. The diner that Dale is uh, spraying poison at. Cheese and Fries Superstar. Cheese and Fries Super? Jesus Christ Superstar. That's a, that's a, that's a, a Broadway play. Jesus Christ Superstar. Cheese and Fries Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, it's a play on that? Yes, but they're but the Jesus Christ Superstar is a is a play or a film or something. Oh, it's a rock opera. It's a rock opera and it Holy it's fuck. not good. But Char King Imperial Imperial Wow. Thank you. You are you're too smart for us, obviously. Thank you. Wow. Please, yeah, please way to like educating us on I know. Way to figure that one out, because I had no fucking clue. I don't know either. Okay, so I've got... So we actually have um, a trivia submission. So this is for all of you, everyone listening, because we can both see it, so we can't use it on each other. Ooh. Mozzie underscore C137 uh, says, uh, Trivia, in Kane's Garage, how many plugs are plugged into one outlet? Now, you can pause the podcast right now and take Mm -hmm. as much time as you need to think about it. See if you know the answer. And a one, and, and a, two, a two, and a one, two, three, five plugs. It's five. Five. That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Is that is a good question. Did you Did you guys get that? Did you? Did you? Say yes. Okay, so nobody got it. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Gabriel underscore Kaufman. All right, men, let's paint some ass. <laughs> that is sexy. <laughs> I think that's all of them. I think that's all of them, Jack. I love all of the Tony Danza quotes, though. There are so many. Tony Hank's Danza. Such a fucking square. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. All right. So uh, speaking of trivia, <laughs> are you prepared? I am. Jackie. Are you? Oh, ooh, confident. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, and I have a backup. And I have a backup. Well, I do not have a backup for the first time maybe ever maybe ever i think it might be ever please lay it on me slap me with your trivia all right speaking of jesus christ superstar or cheese and fries superstar (laughs) um that part where dale 
is uh, studying teenagers, you know, with the rest of the guys. And he's off spraying poison at that fast food place. Uh, When he's not paying attention, he accidentally sprays poison on one teenager's veggie wrap. What does his t-shirt say? Oh, man, I have no fucking clue. I have no clue. Damn, that's a good one. What does it say? His t-shirt just says Billy Joe Gun. Is that supposed to be like Billy Joe Armstrong? Because because (laughs) Trey Cool from Green Day is in this. So I looked up who Billy Joe Gun is. And the only thing that popped up was a black and white photo of a man in a cowboy hat. Um, and it said that he he joined the Texas National Guard in 1947 and served in the 36th Infantry Division and later served in the U.S. Air Force Reserve and was eventually promoted to major. And basically that he's a guy from Texas. So... <laughs> I don't know if that's the right (laughs) Billy Joe gun, but I couldn't find nothing else really popped up. But this person is from Texas. Right, right. Maybe he's more well known there. um, And he passed away in 2017. Okay, wow. (coughs) Weird. (laughs) Because when you said Billy Joe Armstrong or Billy Joe gun, I thought of Billy Joe Armstrong, who is the lead singer of Green Day, which Trey Cool, who plays Kane Scredeberg in this episode, is the drummer in Green Day. So I thought maybe it was like a play on words, like Armstrong, gun, arms, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I guess it's this guy. So if any of you know who Billy Joe Gunn is, please let us know. I know. I mean, sounds like it could be a Texas-based legend. It must be. It must be. That I didn't know that that's who voiced Kane Scrodeberg. Uh we yep. haven't been we haven't really had any celebrity guest stars for a while, mm-hmm. so I kind of stopped paying attention. But that's cool. Oh yeah. Yep. Trey Cool. He was the drummer. And I loved Green Day when I was like in seventh grade. I remember going to a Blink 182 concert and Green Day opened for them, which is kind of crazy. But Green Day was so good that I was like, fuck Blink-182. I'm Green Day forever. I was like 12 years old, just loving it. Green Day used to be so, so cool. And I mean, I guess at this point you could say they have enough like staying power that they've, they've been around for so long. I guess they're they're fine. They're not the worst thing ever, but they used to be really cool. I mean, around 1997, they were probably still pretty legit, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, they were definitely good. And I think I saw them, it was probably like 2002, 2003. So they were still really good. But then that fucking terrible ass, I think it was, what is it, American Idiot? Oh, yeah, their response to George Bush. like Yeah, maybe it was right around then. It was definitely right around then. 2004. Yeah. 2004. So it was right before (laughs) they had, uh, you know, they just went downhill and uh, had just terrible albums. Okay, so my, are you ready for my trivia? I've been waiting. Yes, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> all right, I've got two. <clears throat> all right, what is the name of Kane's band? Kane uh, and the Stubborn Stains. That's right. Yay! I knew, I knew that one was easy. That was an easy one. Okay. In Kane's garage, there is a poster with a big green monster on it. What does that poster say? Uh, um, ah, poopy doops, I don't know. 
<laughs> pop poopy doop just like i guess <laughs> uh it says deft vacation oh <laughs> that was a good one i think i win you win <laughs> trivia is mine amy do you know what the next episode is Oh, I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, it is The Sun That Got Away. I cannot remember what that one is. Uh, I have no idea. That's what it said on the King of the Hill fandom wiki site. Yeah. The Sun That Got Away. Let me see. Click. Oh, I get oh. it. Bobby. It's a Bobby and Connie one. That's right. Young heart heartache. Yep. Yes, it is. It's a good one. God, I yeah, I couldn't remember that one. Sweet. And it's a Connie-heavy episode. Hell yeah. I know. We haven't seen Connie in a little bit. No, we have not. We haven't seen her since the, I think, like, since the boy-girl episode when they have their first kiss together. Yeah. All right. So we are going to be discussing that the next episode. But right now, please follow us on our Instagram, HoYaPod. Please leave uh more more reviews on itunes that helps us there's an algorithm and that's very technical scientific mathematical stuff that you wouldn't understand but you need to <laughs> leave a review please do that it helps us somehow it does it it, do, it somehow it does it really does so and honestly we're always so fucking grateful when you do it so please please do it yeah please do it um we will just, we'll just, oh God, we'll just love you forever and ever. Um, also, check out that Facebook group, please. It's just, just look for Ho Yeah Podcast on Facebook and you'll find it eventually. It's there. Or if you follow us on Instagram, it's on our link tree in our, on our bio. Um, and feel free to submit anything you want to us at hello at hoyapod.com. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, last, don't forget to, Check out Dream Ho Apparel and use our promo code HoYaPod10. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. You've earned a, a new pin for the new year. Go treat yourself. Save 10 Definitely. Definitely. All right, Jackie. I will, I don't know. Bye, I guess. Bye. See ya. See ya. And everyone else, until next, next time. time. Bye, Bye I laugh at Tony Danza. I laugh at Tony Danza. I laugh at Tony Danza. I laugh at Tony Danza.